And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. So, hey, listen, we ran long on that segment knowingly because uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was good stuff. Stephanie Smith provides great commentary every single time I've had her on the show. It's always been spot on. Um, but um, going to be a short segment here. Before I go too much further, though, i got to pause. i got to tell you. So if you have not been to Just Love Coffee Cafe, you're overdue, man. So let me just suggest to you, there's two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road out in Madison towards City Hall, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville down by Whole Foods. Check them out. Just Love Coffee Cafe. Now, they got a menu that'll knock your socks off. It's all kind of unique and, and done differently. A lot of times they cook their stuff in a waffle iron, so it comes out with this kind of texture and flavor that's really cool. But do they have great coffee? Man, yeah, they do. Award-winning dry roast, light roast, medium, dark roast. They can grind the beans fresh, make you a steaming cup of black coffee. What a great way to start the day or have a break during the middle of the day. But then Charlene calls them the treat coffees. They're cappuccinos, the espressos, the lattes. I was there one day. Travis, who owns Just Love Coffee's franchises in the Huntsville area, he taught me how to do pour-over coffee, which is actually very cool. And, uh, And so I'm just telling you, they know coffee. And they do it well. Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. Check them out. Hey, and when you're checking out, by the way, when you're actually checking out at the counter, uh, tell them you heard about it at Right Side Radio. That's, I get the biggest kick when they tell me that. Um, all right. Hey, by the way, we've got uh, plenty more coming back with the next part of the Triple Dipper. We're going to be doing uh, the Border Chaos. And I don't mean like a little bit. Wow. Uh, we'll cover down on that. What happened with Biden's visit, if anything? And uh, what's happening when he's down in Mexico? What's going on in Mexico? So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. Border chaos, number three of the Triple Dipper here. We'll run the last half hour of that. And, and, and folks, I, I, I got to tell you, if there's a part of the show you've listened to and you thought, oh, what did he say? I want to hear that again. Or, man, I got a friend needs to hear him say that. Or, you know, a segment that Boomer and I talked about together. Or let's laughed about together. Like, I'll be honest with you, last weekend, uh, I, I actually went back, Boomer, and listened to the uh, segment where you and I were talking about the uh, Adventures in Woke World with the the non-binary, oh, man. indigenous, queer art collective person who faked her Native American heritage. <laughs> I sent that to someone Did because you really? I thought it was so funny. <laughs> well, you can find all these on our podcast. Go to our website, rightsideradio.org, and you can find that, like Boomer said, he sent it to a person. Uh, you can send these out to people if you want to, listen to them again. And, or just sign up to get them when they come in so you can listen to them in your car driving to work. We would appreciate it. We're somewhere like close to 106,000 or more downloads of the podcast right now. Is that where we are, Boomer? Yeah, right there. We're right uh, so close to 106. Let's hit that tonight. That'd be great. I like it. <laughs> all right. There's all that. All right. We're coming right back. Border chaos. Do we have a border? We'll talk about it. Y'all stay tuned.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, covering all of North Alabama, solid, conservative, and just plain right. So uh, here in the last part of the show, we're going to jump to number three of the Triple Dipper, the border chaos. And i got to be honest with you, it's not just the border itself. It's what's south of the border that's chaos. I'm not sure if y'all have been seeing the reports. Uh, Boomer and I were talking earlier. Boomer, have you seen any of those stories at all about the chaos happening between the cartels and the Mexican government? Oh, my word. It's going crazy down there. I'm talking about Apache gunships making gun runs. I mean, like, it looks like Fallujah. Something about like even like those cartels were shooting at planes, leaving the yeah. airports and stuff. I mean, it's it's it's, it's unreal. It's mass chaos. Um it's one of those things you look at it and think, okay, are we that close? Charlene was talking the other day. She said that she heard uh, one pundit say that Mexico was on the verge of becoming a failed state. I, oh, wow. I mean, when you think of failed states, you think of places like Somalia, like you know, the Battle of Mogadishu, Black Hawk Down. I mean, this. so I, I would hope not. Right. I mean, Mexico has infrastructure. Mexico has governance. Mexico is our neighbor, <laughs> by the way. Um but so, uh, so yeah, border chaos. Down south of the border right now, there is a actual, like, war going on between the cartels and the Mexican government. What happened there was um, the, the Mexican government, uh, in, a, in a major raid, seized uh, the son of notorious drug lord El Chapo. And he's, he's, just, he's, just, a, he's just a punk kid. Uh, but he's, you know, he's part of the deity of these uh, cartels, and uh, and so the, the the royal family has to be protected at all costs. So the cartels are lashing out right now, and I don't mean like a little bit. Like Fox News was reporting earlier, they've been the, the Mexican government has been seizing major weapon systems, like fifty caliber machine guns, the, you know, the M2, the Browning fifty cal, or or fifty caliber Barrett sniper rifles. Wow, this is these are heavy weapons, and so. The idea that we're seeing that kind of stuff being used on the streets of Mexican cities um, is significant. It also indicates the level to which the cartels have been emboldened on the southern border. And not a little bit, y'all. I mean, the Mexican cartels, they run the border. They, they will literally, and we've had people on here before that will testify to the fact that, that They'll do things like they'll stage mass migrations in one part to distract what the overworked CBP can do so they can run drugs on another part. They'll do things like, you know, mass murders to draw attention from the Mexican government while they dig tunnels in another place. Some of the stuff they do is literally to stage in one place while they do in another place. And it's because they control the borders. Um, I got a caller on the line. Boomer, I do. Oh, is that Allie? Allie from Athens. How are you doing today? Hey, I am doing well. Just wanted to say a couple things about the border. Number one, uh, Chuck Pierce, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he is a Christian believer who is most gifted when it comes to spiritual mapping. And I went to a conference on the El Paso side when we were still living in Ciudad Juarez. And what he said, and this was probably 1999, maybe 2000, he said that if the people of God do not pray and pay attention to what's going on, hmm. there will be open warfare in the streets of Juarez. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, that was prescient. Yeah. That was that was that was yes, spot it on. Was. It absolutely was. But here's the other thing that I want to um, say to give hope. You have the same kind of thing in Bogota. And George Otis did a remarkable um, documentary on the fact that when the people of God finally got sick and tired enough of what was going on and, and prayed, they actually, in my view, prayed the cartel into jail. And that's a documented thing. That's not pie in the sky. So if anybody wants to take a look at the documentaries of George Otis and the power of prayer, it will encourage you. No more hand-wringing, y'all. Yeah, that's good stuff, Allie. And you're right. I'm, I'm a firm believer prayer does change things. And, and, and scripturally speaking, too, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from them, and I will answer their prayers and heal their land. That's 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 scriptural in uh it so, is. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Good stuff. Good stuff. You're welcome, as sir. As always. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, calls are coming in. We'll take them. Um, listen, so President Biden, he made a trip to the border. Go figure. He actually realized we have a southern border. <laughs> Yay. But uh, he went down there, and he went for a whole three hours. So now I, I don't think we were looking for him to have to spend the night, uh, have to, you know, spend days on end. But I think the Border Patrol— Probably would have appreciated it. And what's interesting is I've got a story right here from the New York Post. You've seen the mass migration across the southern border, El Paso being the city that has been hit potentially the hardest in terms of the masses, literally the masses of people that have just flooded. Their, like, like it's becoming homeless encampments. They can't keep up with them all. Well, story here on New York Post. Headline, migrants plead with El Paso cops as they're rounded up ahead of the Biden visit. They literally cleaned the streets so the president wouldn't have to see it all. Maddening to me. Gripping video, it says, captures the moments that migrants in El Paso prayed in vain as cops rounded them up outside a local church shelter ahead of President Biden's first visit to the Mexican border on Sunday. And, and they're, they're literally showing how like 150 migrants were swept off of one street. City police and U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers, it says, swept through the Texas city in the days before Biden's arrival on Sunday, clearing immigrants from a shelter, from a shelter at Sacred Heart Church and outside a local bus station. It says El pa By the way, if you've seen the videos, Google illegal immigration El Paso airport. The, I don't know how the airport became a place where you're allowed to camp out inside, but the hallways were lined like a homeless shelter. It says the move to round up the migrants came as Biden made his first trip to the beleaguered city on Sunday for a brief three-hour visit before heading to Mexico. In a statement, the federal agency's El Paso office issued a statement defending the sudden roundup of the migrants. Uh, and it says they use a layered approach and they, they, they do things. No, they didn't. They didn't want the photo op of the president's vehicles driving past encampments of illegals. That's what they didn't want. They didn't want the possibility that he could be seen in the same photo with large masses of people who got here illegally because all they would do is use it on the next campaign commercial. If I got a caller on the line, bud, line, line one, Mark from Athens. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Senator. Thank you, man. Uh, I got a story to tell you. Before I moved here in 2000, I, I was living with the company that transferred me here in a city called McAllen, Texas. Yeah. All the news right now, because the, the president went to Juarez and, and to El Paso, is about El Paso and Juarez. But I can tell you firsthand that Reynosa, Mexico, yeah. which is right across the border from McAllen, is a whole lot worse than Juarez. 
I did a, I, uh, I did a mission trip to Reynosa a few years back, and it was something else. Yeah, and once you get out of the city, out of, off the main boulevards where the touristy stuff is, you better watch out. Yeah, and uh, I was my wife and I and my daughter at that time was three years old. Went over to Reynosa quite regularly on the weekends, and one Saturday we went over to Reynosa, and we were in the square. I don't know if you ever visited the square in Reynosa, where they got the big Catholic church and all that that's really old. Yeah, I think I recall that. We were sitting in a little outside restaurant right on the square, and right across the square from us, all of a sudden, three Humvees come flying into the town. Guys with black outfits on, black masks, black hats, jump out. Wow. And sitting in a restaurant there on that side of the, of the square was the city mayor from Reynosa, the chief of police, and the lieutenant governor, so to speak, of Mexico, sitting outside in a, in a, having lunch on a Sunday afternoon. And they got out with machine guns. I don't know what they, what weapons they were. I couldn't really see, so I couldn't say anything. I just know it was rapid fire and wiped out all of them at one time. You can wow. Google it and look it up. Wiped out all of them. The mayor, the chief of police, and the attorney general, uh, or the, the lieutenant governor, and there was two other guys that were real important people that the cartel was mad at. They wiped them all out right there and then drove right out of the town. That's, that's amazing, man. And, you know, you hear that kind of stuff, and it's like, okay— that's on our southern border. By the way, McAllen and Reynosa, you can see each other from there. It's like all the, the only thing in, in, in the way is a wall. And it's, and it's not like Reynosa and El Paso. I mean, uh, Juarez and El Paso. You have to drive a little bit once you get over the border from uh, El Paso to get into Juarez. Yeah. Oh, my Reynosa gosh. is right there. I mean, Reynosa is the, probably one of the largest cities in Mexico. What year was that uh, incident you're talking about that you, that you witnessed? I believe it was 1999. Wow. I believe it was 1998 or 1999. Well, it ain't no better and, uh, right now. That was when, I don't remember the president then of Mexico, but he was cracking down on the cartel with, uh, I believe it was Bush. That was Vicente Fox, and, wasn't uh, it? Yes, Vicente Fox. That's correct. He was cracking down on the cartels with Bush. Yeah. And that's when the cartel, they came in and they swept that Reynosa uh, hierarchy out in one blow right there in downtown Reynosa on the square, right in front of everybody. They didn't care who was there, who got hit, nothing. Well, it was just men, a bunch of men in black and all dressed in black with black face masks and hoodies and everything on. And they jumped out and just started opening fire out of those well, bees. And they jumped in them and drove right out. I'll tell you what, man, that's a, that's a memory I wouldn't want to have to have in a, uh, in a civilian non-war environment. Um, it was scary. Hey, Mark, you know, thanks I for the call, man. Do. You I, bet. Thank I, you, Appreciate Senator. you. Absolutely. Golly, can you imagine? I mean, you're, you're taking your family over there to have a bite to eat. You're sitting in the square, and you watch the, the murder of the entire leadership of the area. Um, that's, that's, that's unreal. Um, I'm telling you, folks, and, and I don't know that we're going to be able to do justice to this entire segment here because, I mean, it is so maddening to me that it took, it took the Republicans taking charge of the House— before Biden would make a trip down there. By the way, if you if you haven't heard, his statement made a story here on January 8th, yesterday, by Fox News. Um, Republicans have not been serious about this at all, President Biden said just a couple of days ago. said, I wanted to make sure I knew what the outcome, or at least the near outcome, was in Title 42 before I went down. We don't have that yet, so I had to operate. I don't like Title 42, but it's the law. I had to operate within it. So what he's saying is, well, I, I've been holding out to watch how things develop before I went on down there. That's ridiculous. That's maddening. That's not true, by the way. It only came after the Republicans not only took control of the House, 
But Kevin McCarthy was named as the speaker, and one of the designated changes is going to be an oversight committee that will literally examine whether or not um, federal agencies are being weaponized or abused. That's just where we are. Uh, Boomer, if I'm going to get that call, i got to get it now, man, before I hit the break. Uh, so let me just go ahead. Is that, is that Grandma Wanda from Coleman? Grandma Wanda, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And I tell you what, it, the Holy Spirit is working today. I just got back into, uh, into my room just in time to catch the last of that, that, uh, that lady's um, comment. I'm, I'm going to try to find the podcast because I know it was great. But she told about um, a documentary. She talked about praying yeah. people into jail, praying yeah. the cartel into jail. Can be done. And she said that a documentary I wrote, George Otis and the Power of Prayer. Is that right? Uh, you know what? I, I, I believe it was, but I'll, it was it was Allie from Athens. And Allie, why don't you text us, if you could, with the documentary name, and I'll announce it before the show's okay. over, uh, Grandma. But, yeah. I, 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 thank you for telling me. I did not get her name. What was her name? It's Allie, A-L-I. Allie from Athens is our is our is one of our regular callers, and she's the one who called in. And, and now that you said that, Allie I don't recall the actual Athens. name of it, too, but I'll get her to text back in and tell us what it was, okay? Okay, because I'm going to hear that, and I don't want to tell you. Several years ago, the Lord showed me he is moving amongst Latinos. TBN has just started a new, a whole new branch called TBN Salsa for second generation Latinos in, in, in this country. They were on fire for the Lord. There is a movement, a strong movement in advance of this influx of Spanish-speaking people. God is ready for them. We pray for them. They came to America. They will find Jesus in America. There you go. There will be a revival amongst the Latinos. Hey. Samuel Rodriguez. Is, is the, he's the leader of the Christian coalition. Between I don't know his title, but look up Samuel Rodriguez and TV and Salsa, and you'll find the Lord has paved the way for this, and we can pray for these poor people. And that's. Did, did we lose you? I believe the Lord is going to meet them in America. Well, Grandma, we love you. Got to run to a break. You are so right. And thank Bye. you so much. We appreciate your heart. We appreciate you. Thank you much. That's good. And Allie from Athens, if you heard that, we need to know what that documentary was so I can announce it. All right, folks, I am running out of time. Boomer, I ran late. You better get me to a break, bro. Don't just, just play the music real quick. Go. <laughs> All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, uh, we are back right now. Real quickly, before I go any further, I got to tell you about ZLA Solutions. Been with us since the very beginning. Uh, and ZLA Solutions, man, you talk about a, a group that's doing an amazing amount of work to put people back to work. That's them. 
ZLA Solutions, they've got a lot of business end solutions they can bring to bear. They, they can do things like, you know, logistics and warehousing and, and your sorting and containment, your quality control, all that kind of stuff. But their bread and butter, man, is staffing. It's putting people to work. So if you're an individual looking for a job, go to their website, ZLAUSA.com. They've got great jobs posted all over the northern part of our state. Big name employers, good wages. So check that out. But if you're also an employer and you need to fill out the ranks of your workforce, like you need, could be onesies and twosies with special niche kind of skills, or it could be a whole shift of people. It doesn't matter. Blue collar, white collar, no collar. They'll take care of it. And by the way, they can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, and get you outfitted with the right people at the right time for the right job. ZLA Solutions. You can find them at ZLAUSA.com. There you go. Um, hey, listen, uh, Grandma Wanda called in. Grandma, if you're listening, I, I called Allie during the break. Uh, that, that documentary, we believe, was called Transformation, and it was by a guy named George Otis. So if you're looking for that, uh, you can text George Otis Documentary Mexico. And probably the word transformation, you should find it. Um, Allie highly recommends it. And Grandma, thank you for your call. Um, listen, I did not even get to do this justice. I may wind up doing the border again tomorrow based upon whatever happens with uh, Biden's trip down to uh, Mexico. But yeah, I mean, he literally goes into the notion that he was just waiting to see how Title 42 is going to work out before he went down to the border. Four million people plus have crossed the border since he took office. Literally, we're talking about seven to 8,000 per day. And he's just now decided, I think I might need to go down there. Couldn't have anything to do with the fact that the GOP just said, hey, we're in charge now. By the way, we're setting up a committee that you're not going to like where we're going to review this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, never mind the fact that uh, uh, Representative Mark Green, a member of the Freedom Caucus, just became the chairman of of the House Committee on the Department of Homeland Security. Huh! How's that going to work? So Biden went down there. He stayed for three hours. They cleaned up the streets of El Paso so he wouldn't have to see it. You know, they don't want him to be offended. What they really didn't want was any photo ops. They didn't want anybody literally saying, uh, hey, here's a picture of the president's uh, caravan driving past an encampment of homeless uh, illegal immigrants flooding the streets of El Paso. Because that's what would have happened. Um, and you've got the Texas attorney general who is on the record as of yesterday saying that his, his, his new policies are, are, are not going to make it because he's acting outside the scope of what the executive can do by itself, which means it's going to get challenged in court and it's going to fall apart again. And so, so literally here's what Biden's plan is after all this time. He's going to wind up, you know, allowing up to 30,000 asylum claimants a year. And, oh, by the way, he's also going to wind up, uh, you know, sending back people from Haiti, Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela. What? How about all the other countries that are fled? How about Costa Rica? How about uh, Colombia? How about uh, Honduras? How about... Um, you know, we're, we're getting Africans who are coming up. We're getting, we're getting people from the Dominican Republic. Folks, I'm just telling you, this is laughable. But that's his plan. He's going to do selective uh, returns. He's going to do um, alleged uh, amendments to the manner in which you can apply for asylum. And we're going to see what happened. And meanwhile, he's still going to sue to have Arizona take down its uh, state-built border wall. <laughs> it ain't gonna it, it, it ain't flying 
Meanwhile, the cartels are at war with the Mexican government, and it's chaos below the border. All right, folks. What a great day. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Boomer and I back here tomorrow at 2. We'll see you then. Have a great night.